Okay, um, guys, why are there costumes involved? These are short conversations. They're not supposed to take... Your breath away? Well, tough. You ready, amigo? See. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community Season 1, Episode 2, Spanish 101. It is the second one. Spanish 101. The introductory class. Um, I have no follow-up on... <laughs> I mean, I do. I have... I <laughs> it's welcome to our podcast. I the, don't have anything to say. Here's the problem. I have a lot of follow up because I took five years of Spanish. Okay. And so I could say a lot. However, it's all anecdotes about being in Spanish class, none of which are remotely entertaining, particularly if you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, but it's relevant. I think I used the only good one last week, which was... Je- the guy named Jeff who went by Hefe. Oh, yes, sure. I, that was my only good one. Actually, uh, that's not true. I have one more good anecdote. Okay, let's go. My friend Rachel got me a book of dirty Spanish words. Nice. Like a, 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 basically, Urban Dictionary for Espanol before Urban Dictionary was a thing. Sure. And one day, my teacher and another Spanish teacher were trying to look up some slang word. And they were using uh, a more academic sure. sort of ones dictionary. That would, ones that it was would still, have the it was, biblioteca. It was still a slang dictionary. Oh, I see. But it was a bit more academic than the ha ha ha, let's talk about things that I'm not going to say on this podcast. That, um, that, that's for uh, Good Morning Greendale After Dark. And so I, uh, they were like, if, if only we had, because they were both trying to look this up. If only we had another copy of this. And then I was like, well, I have this. And I loaned it to my Spanish teacher. (laughs) Excellent. And the whole time she was like, I can't believe I'm borrowing this from a student. Oh, my God. Like, she was just so mortified. And some of the words in there were things that, looking back, I should not have given that to my Spanish teacher. Is it the level, like, Cards Against Humanity level bad? or I mean, yeah. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. All sorts of slang for body parts and various other... And actions and Actions such. involving those vo- body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. I'm glad that a friend of yours got that for you, and then you lent it to a teacher. Me too. Excellent. That is my... That's all my anecdotes. I don't have any anecdotes I promise from- for the entire rest of this <laughs> podcast, no more anecdotes about Spanish. I've used them all. Well, fortunately, Spanish isn't important at all to any of the plots. Um, I will say that I don't have any Spanish class anecdotes either, even though I took, I believe, three years of it. I might have taken four. I don't remember. It was a, it was a lot. I don't remember any of it. I do remember we watched Finding Nemo in Spanish a lot. How often is a lot? Enough that I remembered that we watched Finding Nemo. <laughs> Como se dice Finding Nemo in Espanol? I'm pretty sure the title was remained the same. Buscando Nemo. Nemo. So it's, I'm finding Nemo now. We have gotten to the end of my Spanish remembering. Excellent. So, yeah, that's all I have on (laughs) that topic. Okay. 
So shall we uh, dive in to uh, to the actual episode? Yes. So we start out outside of uh, on the main campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dean is giving his morning announcements, mm-hmm. um, making some corrections to the fall course catalog, like. Cosmology should be cosmetology, astrology should be astronomy, and the students on the cover should be smiling, but I guess that's a matter of opinion. Uh-huh. Would you go to a school where the flyers, like no one was smiling on them? I would ask some questions. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'd be, I'd be thankful that they were being honest. I mean, you know, if they really wanted to be honest, everyone in the flyers would be... Uh, they'd have a little arrow pointing at how much student debt each one of those has. Ben, you're bringing you back to two real territory. Pull up, my friend. We don't. This is a comedy podcast, not a bum everybody out podcast. You still have student loans. No, is what I'm assuming all of our listeners are saying. Breaking news: You still have student loans. Ben, stop being an antagonist to our listeners. Is it too late to change the tagline to this podcast? You still have student loans. Yes. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where a tagline fits, but I don't want it to change to that. Uh, it is also addressed that the PA system is too dang loud, and some students feel it's too dang loud, and others find no real point to any of these announcements. Anyways, that and it's in the library, <laughs> which seems like a good place to put a PA speaker that is loud. Um, Jeff is coming in and, and parks in a faculty parking spot. And swipes a tag from another car so that he doesn't get towed. Classic move. Classic By winger. Jeff Winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how we're one episode. We're, we're one and point oh five <laughs> episodes in. Sure. And we're like, classic winger. Classic winger. Uh, Trust me, there's a lot of classic winger coming up. Abed feels like he likes the announcements because uh, it feels like every 10 minutes, it's the start of a new episode of a TV show. That that gives me a lot of pause at how often these announcements are happening. I mean, the dean loves the sound of his own voice. It is established very early on. Classic dean. And I do. I mean, it's the entire fiction of our podcast now that these are morning yes. announcements. These are the these are these very. I like how we're just pulling back the curtain a little bit. This is the fiction of the podcast. To really get the full flavor of this podcast, go to a library, mm-hmm. turn up this podcast way too loud. Exactly. No headphones or nothing. Right. If you can hook it up to like a real speaker yeah. system, Bluetooth, bonus points for you. At least Bluetooth, please. And then just, you know, make sure that it's up loud enough that it really distorts the crap out of those speakers. Yeah. Now then, you're now you're living the fiction yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, then you'll get that, that real school flavor. Mm-mm. <laughs> when I think about things that I enjoy from school, I remember the food being on that list. I mean, it was nice not having to do dishes afterwards. Remember, that's, like, that's, dining halls? We were just like, yeah, but I'm going to go shove food in my face. Take care of it, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do go to restaurants where we we don't really have to clean up after ourselves. Yeah, but like in college, that's just your life. Like, well, sure, they don't yeah. trust you to clean up after yourselves, and so. they were probably right to believe that. For for uh, certainly me, nobody wants to get started on this studying until Jeff shows up. Britta is the only one who's like, you know, guys, we should just get studying. And everyone else is like, no, 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 no. 
we can wait a little bit yeah. more for Jeff. But they, Annie suggests they talk to him about his tardiness. Pierce. Uh, Pierce is just going to be kind of awful all the time. <laughs> we, we, need a, we need a stinger sound for Pierce where he's just, when he does something. A sad trombone. I mean, I feel that's a little on the nose. <laughs> Abed would probably appreciate it. <laughs> um, yes, Pierce feels that uh, the phrase tardiness is offensive to Abed, which is, in, I mean, it's classic Pierce, though, right? Yeah. Because, like, he's, he's like, Pierce. it's offensive, but it's offensive to Abed. So, like, I, you really get the feeling that if, Abed wasn't there, he would probably be saying worse things than what he, you know. I mean, in the first episode, he was pretty bad. Britta starts talking. I don't remember why she brings it up, but she starts talking about journalists being murdered in Guatemala. I think it's because she's like, you guys spend so much time thinking about somebody that doesn't care about you when there are real things happening in this Ah, world. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So she brings up the journalists being murdered in Guatemala. And she, at one point, in her speech says and when it's all over and then abed says spoilers (laughs) and uh then she has to remind abed that there are no spoilers in real life Mm. um she feels very maternal in this situation yes she's making she like does a hand touch and a shoulder touch i mean i think early on so again we're only this is only the second episode Mm mm-hmm it's really hard to get a real good read on Britta early on, I think. I, I would agree with that. And I think that's maybe kind of the intended allure of Britta because she is clearly the the one we're supposed to think is the hot one who we all want to bone because mm-hmm. we're all in Jeff Winger's shoes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, she's very clearly painted as like the... Um, the love interest of Jeff. Right. The will they or won't they. Right. Let's set up the will they won't they early because, you know, the office did it right in right at the beginning. You yep. got that Pam Jim thing. And if the office did it, I have to do it too. If the office jumped off a bridge, I would too. Uh-huh. Um, and what, then Jim would give a really weird look oh, at the camera. His face would be so <laughs> exasperated. Welcome so, to our office cast. But yeah, no, I think it is. I think it is difficult to get a good read on her from the get-go sure um but i think that again i think that's maybe kind of intentional yeah i think there's a lot that's intentional in these few first few episodes about how the characters kind of move forward through them jeff comes in at this point and he is being super charismatic Mm -hmm. this is this is after everyone has decided we really do need to talk to jeff about his tardiness right he gives an individual greeting for everybody and we get the first um exchange between jeff and annie where he says uh where she says my lord and he responds my lady and it's weird to me because this is not the first time uh, this is not the last time it's going to come yeah, up this is going to be a thing that happens um, a reasonable amount and it it is odd and because it feels like it comes out of nowhere right like yes, they haven't really interacted they have been because in the fiction of the show, this has been this is their third week at school, right? Instead of day um, one or day two or something. So the study group has been together for about two weeks now, and so at some point in the last two weeks, this became the normal, right? Which I I don't know. I have a lot of questions. 
Especially because he's like 30 something and she's 18. Right. It's a whole thing. It kind of weirds me out, to be Sorry, honest. I hate to bring weird up Al up here, but when you no, said you don't. when you fair, when you said he's 30 and she's just 18, it fired uh so- the saga begins for me. And I just kind of like zoned out for a moment. I mean, I saw you zone out. It was a it was a physicality. <laughs> I zoning out. It is. It was a uh, Pavlovian response to she's just eighteen or whatever. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? I've watched some episodes there's, here on TBS and what have you. There's a whole episode where Elaine is dating a guy who zones out like hardcore every time the song Desperado comes on. <laughs> oh, here we go with Desperado again. <laughs> here we are again. It's a place we find ourselves coming back to. Um, but yeah, so so you kind of got that look on your face a little bit. Where you sort of just zoned out and are just like, all else has faded away. <laughs> I know I'm here in the podcast and I'm, I hear Ben, but also thinking about that Anakin guy. Oh my, my. Uh-huh, I'm not going to indulge this weird fantasy of yours, but that's fine. Uh, what weird fantasy of me thinking about Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> I mean, you you just said you're thinking about him. Well, I mean, because of the song. Moving on. Um, he, yes, Jeff gives all Maybe these... Maybe Vader sometime later. Now he's just a small fry. Thank so, you. So, uh, Jeff gives all these individual greetings to everybody. The Milord Milady thing. Um, I don't remember what he calls I th- Shirley. I think it's Hey Baby, Hey Sweetie. Like, he's got this whole routine down with everybody. Yeah. Then he sits down, and then they're... Britta's like, wasn't there something we're going to talk to Jeff about? Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's everybody's not interested in talking about that. Funny how quickly that shifted. Hey, when, when you're charismatic, no one's going to question you about anything. This is why I strive to play a bard in all D&D games. <laughs> there you go. Nobody's going to question inspiration, a bard. Inspiration, inspiration, inspiration. So Britta brings it up anyways. Jeff is just, he's not interested because the first 20 minutes of every study session is them catching up on all their personal stuff. And cool emotional problems, as per Jeff. I mean, we did get the whole Breakfast Club thing last time. It's true. What else? What else is the Breakfast Club other than cool emotional stuff? It's true. <laughs> it was a banner year. Um, <laughs> I do. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about the pilot again. Um, I, I do like that he says, I don't have anything to offer because my life is as empty as this three ring binder annie do you have any spanish notes to fill in this binder and she just immediately hands it to him double spaced and everything just how jeff likes it uh and then we get uh the intro song that we know and love from the 88 it's true uh i think it's called it could be here Mm -hmm. and then Um, the uh the intro with the with with what i i know as a cootie catcher yeah that's that's what i believe most people know them as okay cool i didn't know if there was it feels like something that it definitely has a regional name i think it i think it maybe does but it's good to know that in you know virginia and colorado we grew up with the same name for it so as they're leaving the library he runs up to jeff jeff runs up to britta and gives her a Two-week anniversary of his horrible first impression card. Uh, he says, if you think of grandsons as a metaphor for friendship, I think you'll agree with this Transformer here that it's time for ours to become a man by reading from the Torah. I kind of want to see that card. <laughs> Not going to lie. I want does, to get a visual. It does on, seem pretty rad. Like, is Optimus Prime, like, 
Is he actively like engaging in in Jewish uh, uh, religious rituals? Or I I a hundred percent hope so. I don't want it to be like him in front of the Star of David or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want him reading from the Torah. Excellent with, with, with a yarmulke, like everything. I want everything. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do our first Ben Google's it corner of it's this ben podcast. Google's that corner. In Good Morning Greendale. I'm Googling Optimus Prime reading from the Torah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the Google search term is just already terrific. So not only is that in my Google search history for all time now, mm-hmm. um, it was all for naught because no! there is not a single image of Optimus Prime reading from the Torah. <laughs> On Google. That's disappointing. It really is. Um, That's... Come on, internet! I feel let down. They reference it on community and everything. The the internet loves this show. Uh, I guess I'm just going to have to be disappointed with you, the entire internet. So Britta responds by saying that because of her terrible life decisions... (laughs) I like that she's kind of admits it at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you know, the thing about Britta I can appreciate is at least she's honest about it. Mm-hmm. Honesty um, is her thing. It's her thing. We've established mm-hmm. from the get-go, except when she's lying to Jeff. Yeah, apparently. we know we know what's her deal and is God dead? So she, because of these terrible life decisions, she has what she calls douche-ray vision. So she's she claims immunity to all of Jeff's charismatic bullcrap. Sure, I believe that. And says, but the thing I can't stand is watching you do it to all of them who don't have that same douche ray vision. Maybe or maybe not because they have not made life uh, terrible life decisions. We will have to see about that. We have heard of some of their terrible life decisions in some of the cake flips, Adderall, yeah, mm-hmm. w- whatever Shirley was referring to that jukebox thing, the juke mm-hmm. wildly specific, and then Pierce. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. And at that exact moment, <laughs> Abed comes up and is like, should I bring your car around? <laughs> no, I'll bring your car around, you good guy. It's like the, uh, it's an attempt at a save that actually, like it. It's like he rolled a a seven. It like just saves, and it, it kind of like and it kind of lands. It does feel like something that could be an inside joke. Yeah, but not for a group that has been together. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I was gonna say not for a group that has been together only for about three weeks. However, they've already got that whole my lord, my lady exactly. thing going. Yeah, that who you, knows what inside jokes are part of this now? That being said, I don't, I don't feel like Abed, <laughs> the way he re- reacted to any of this, <laughs> would indicate that this was an inside joke that he knew about. Because he just kind of like stands back up and just walks away, lightly confused. Britta does not buy it because, again, douche ray vision. Right. Uh, Britta tells Jeff that he's cute but selfish and nar- narcissistic. And of course, he only heard that he's cute. What can I say? Uh, Joel McHale, attractive dude. Very attractive dude. Canonically not, attractive. Not What a treasure! At this point, Pierce comes up and is like, man, you just, you can't get all, like, obsessed with this, with this one, um, like, 
you know, why don't why don't we go hang out? We'll do what your uh, generation calls a sausage fest. Wonderful. Uh, Jeff tells him, uh, I'm not much of a sausage guy. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even ask what kind of sausage. Are we talking bratwurst? Are we talking frankfurters? Are we talking about best kind of sausage? Dogs? Go best kind of sausage. You know, you know, a good hot dog is pretty good. Like not not one of those like. You know, you know what I'm talking about, but like, uh, uh, uh what are uh, the uh, Nathan's? Nathan's are pretty good. Okay. okay. Hebrew National, very good. Okay. Like, those are good. I, I, I do occasionally like if I'm going for some more like gumbo, like an andouille sausage. Very nice, very spicy. Um, yeah, I, I like some. So we actually, me and me and my wife had a with a, uh, uh, sorry, had a. It, a meal delivery service food with uh with some hot sausage like just crumbled up in there very good i am more of a i'm a bratwurst kind of guy makes sense mm-hmm. I, I also i mean you you put you put a sausage in front of me i'm probably going to eat it i know that that's going to get cut and, and uh put out there on the internet and i'm fine with that but at the same time bratwurst is tasty you boil it in some beer boom you've got a meal Excellent. We have now officially had a sausage fest, so or a sausage discussion, I guess. Well, what is we a really discussion need to, We really need to turn it into uh, a whole festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike and Ben's sausage fest. That's what we're gonna name it, and then we're gonna go from there. It could be. We could do chili cook-off returns. This time it's sausage. We did a <laughs> chili cook-off. We gotta we gotta remember what like yeah. all the people coming from the old podcast know this, but we did a chili cook off where we had a competition um, between the two of us mm-hmm. over who could do the best chili, as as judged uh, adjudicated by our friends. Which um, I love our friends, but probably not the best judges considering their spice tolerance. But that's fine. Yes, we we love you nonetheless. I think that you and I have the best <laughs> spice tolerance of the group, and I don't have a great spice tolerance. So, uh, anyways, the winner was declared Chili Jeff, and the loser uh, was uh, declared Chili Geoff. I am Chili Chili Geoff, and I'm coming for that Chili Jeff, that 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 crown. I could see it on your head right there. We need to do. Uh, we need to. Okay. 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 I've got an idea too. You go ahead. We need to do another chili cook-off. Winner take all. Mm-hmm. The winner, Chili. Hefe. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> I like how my idea is also compatible with this. First off, I love it. I, okay. I love it okay, very much. Okay. Second, we record it for the podcast. I have not figured out a tie-in, but I didn't okay. know of a tie-in for the Titanic thing either. Okay, we'll figure it out. The moment this goes out, you know Superfan Laura is going to be like, yes, please do it. So, outside, uh, Annie and Shirley catch up to Britta because they want to ask more questions about the crisis going on in Guatemala. And Britta is just like, I mean, Google's a thing. So like, look it up. And she, uh, the, uh, the other two women are just like, but we don't even know like where to start. At least give us something to look up. Yeah. You know, uh, Britta suggests Chicada Penecos, a journalist who was killed after writing an article critical of the government. I don't remember in what exact context, but they do state to Britta You'd rather keep it real than be likable. I mean, that's that's a thing. That is a harsh thing to say it to is. another human being. I also like how Annie said they want uh, we should have a Canaanite vigil, quote, like the lesbians have on the news, end quote. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a they're they're they, you know they're they're they, they've got a long way to go uh-huh. before. 
they really figure out this whole uh, protest thing on life sure and yeah. he's and yeah. he's 18 you yeah. don't know what the heck's going on at 18 well i knew i didn't uh but this one has brownies and that sounds pretty good to me i like brownies brownies are pretty good mm-hmm. i sadly can no longer eat them i'm allergic to chocolate and it's well you know th- there are blondies awesome i'm in <laughs> that's all i needed i didn't describe anything about them but yes yeah, Shirley is super excited about mm-hmm. making... Like, they are both very giddy about having this protest about murdered journalists. It's, um, it's a very fun... Like, th- this entire plot line, not to do too much of spoilers or grades, um, it, it it's a very funny juxtaposition of how they're reacting to it, to what, mm-hmm. they're, dis- what they're protesting. It's very funny to me. Uh, but yeah, Shirley is excited to make some brownies for this protest. Meanwhile... Or I guess later on, later on, back in Spanish class, uh, we meet for the first time Senora Chang, played by the phenomenal Ken Jong. A I, treasure. Yes, Ken Jong is great. Um, Wonderful treasure. First of all, he is a literal medical doctor. Yes, who stopped being a medical doctor to go do stuff like this. Yeah, and the Hangover movies. And it's like, what are you doing? There is. Something magical about that transformation just yeah. in general. And also, he's just a treasure. Like A, a, a treasure? He is giving this whole speech that is, is like, a lot of times people ask me, why do you teach Spanish? They say it just like that. Why do you teach Spanish? Of course, you know, uh, he is a, a Chinese gentleman. Um and uh i actually found this interesting i did a little bit of googling Kim jong is of south korean descent and okay. he's playing a chinese character okay at least so, from the the research that i did so senor chang is chinese right regardless of ken jong's nationality yes that is correct i just um, i just thought that was an interesting little nugget i should drop in. i mean we're americans we are dumb so <laughs> I mean, we, fair. We lump people into broad categories and whatever. It's close enough. Sure. I just, um, I wanted to point out because I thought it was an interesting thing. It is. So it's a whole thing about, you know, being a, a Chinese man teaching Spanish. Right. Um, and he's like, I'll tell you why I teach Spanish. It's none of your business. I am a Spanish genius. <laughs> like, I am not going to yell it like yeah. he does because I don't want my neighbors mad at me. You could just drop it in right here. It's true. I should. I am a Spanish genius. In Espanol, my nickname is El Tigre Chino. Because ah! my knowledge will bite her face off. Because the it, it, his, the way he says it is just incredible. He is so good. Like he's a treasure. I love Ken Jong. He is. The delivery of this whole speech is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he part of it, he's like, why he 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 steps into the feet of the shoes of somebody else, saying, "Why don't you teach math or photography or martial arts or something else secret and mystical?" Uh huh. And he's like, you can tell he's like really, really mad. He he does, which such I a get. Good job. Like that's it's 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 frustrating when you when you have those stereotypes, but but like this is like middle of class. Right. So he de- he declares himself a Spanish genius. He says that his name is El Tigre Chino, which is also delivered just wonderfully. And his 
his knowledge will bite her face off. Uh, He is (laughs) saying directly in front of Shirley. Which makes no sense to me. And then he makes weird chewing noises. And he's like, ya bit. And I'm just... And then he just, from there, is like... Okay, so for tomorrow, we're going to be using the conversations that we learned in, in the first chapter to, like, he just, he transitions right into just like, all right, cool, back to, like, handing it's, out homework it's, assignments. It's less like a transition and more like a light switch flipped off. So... It's like, Friday manana, we're going to do the conversations. It's like, whoa, <laughs> where do we go? So they are given an assignment where they are tasked to uh, perform in front of the class five sentences Mm -hmm. from this unit and that's it so you just partner up with somebody five sentences you're done there there is a convoluted partnering system yes a very con well i mean so i think it's i think it's kind of ridiculous for a community college class to do it this way this is i think (laughs) wait i'm sorry something in this show is ridiculous I think this would be a great way to do it for, like, a Spanish one class in, like, middle school. Yes, correct. Where... When when people are not 18 to apparent, like, 60 years old. It is just everyone has been given a card. Uh, Half of them have words on it and half of them have pictures of things, uh, Spanish words on it. Sure. and house and casa. So you have to match them up. And, like, so, yeah, I think for, like, a Spanish one, like middle school like you know you're in seventh grade and whatever and like sure whatever yeah that's that's all good yeah i think i think it's i think that's a reasonable thing for a middle school class to do again we were talking about a community college where these are adults we also here get the uh introduction of starburns yay starburns (laughs) i love starburns a guy with stars literally like (laughs) shaved into his sideburns I will be honest, there there were times in which I was like, I could do it. <laughs> Every time I, I even got close to it, Stacey's like, Nope, no, you're not doing that. And she was right. Yeah, yeah. You should probably you should probably listen to her on this one. Yeah. Um however, if anyone has ever shaved uh mm-hmm. stars into oh, their sideburns, please, please, please tweet, tweet them at at Good Greendale. Please, please God, I need we want to see those pictures. I want to see them so bad because they're going to be so awesome. You you did it. You did a thing and I want to see it because it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I Starburns is. And, and Starburns is played by Dino Stamatopoulos, um who I believe has also done some adult swim stuff. Okay. Like Moral Oral, I believe. Okay. I that that sounds right. Um I think there's another one, but he he's he's such a wild wild artistic brand that I, I i i personally think of him as a treasure so i also i mean i just i love that this show also builds up some fun cast of like background characters sure. and uh starburns is is the first one we get who is just so enjoyable mm-hmm. I, li- I like that both of it so spoiler he shows up later but both of his reactions are very just like what's going on like, why are you looking at me like this? As class is over, uh, Senor Chang is like, all right, class, hasta luego. And Use your hands. This, it's 90% of Spanish. 90% of Spanish is using your hands. And uh, <laughs> it's he's a Spanish genius. I'll say that. 
He's a, he's a Spanish something. So <laughs> Jeff wants to trade cards with Abed because yeah. Abed has the word casa. And, and they know that Britta has the house. Mm-hmm, because she was used as the example. And Jeff offers Abed $20 and then later $50. And Abed is just like, no, I want your shirt. I've had my eye on it since day one. Okay, great. Uh, here. And he's like, no, I want to wear it out of this classroom. <laughs> And so we we get a quick shot, and then Jeff is wearing Abed's shirt. It's such a great demand to be like, <laughs> I want to wear that shirt out of the the. Uh... Oh man, so okay. <laughs> I was at this brewery, right? I was not expecting this to be a story point. I was at this brewery back in my hometown. Sure. I was just sitting there minding my own business, having a couple of beers, and then this guy sits down at the other side of the table. Sure. And he pulls up this backpack and he's like, hey, man, I love your shirt. I was wearing this. uh, Okay, uh, first off, I can't believe that something in the community has happened to you. Go on. I was wearing a a bright red sriracha hot sauce t-shirt. It's a good shirt. It's like, hey, man, I love your shirt. Where'd you get it? And it's like, I I mean, I got it at like, you know, Walmart or wherever. Yeah. You know, is it some like $10 like. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, it's great. Uh, what would you trade me for it? <laughs> <laughs> or what, what would you, what would you want for it? And he pulls up this backpack and he's got like all this stuff in it. Like, and none of it's good. Like oh, yeah. it was like no. an old shoe and like some broken piece of electronics. And he, this guy was literally trying to trade me for the shirt I was wearing at this brewery. Honest to God. And he was like, so I don't know if you've I don't know if you've been here long, but you know it, here we do in in this town we do it all. I'm like no, I was born here. Like, <laughs> like he's just he's just expecting that I'm going to believe that people in my hometown just show up to breweries and like, yo man, I want your shirt. I'll trade you something for it. Honest to God. Uh, needless to say, <laughs> I did not I did not take him up on his offer to trade an old shoe for my cool sriracha hot sauce logo t-shirt and Which told him he could $10. he could buy his own for ten dollars at Walmart. <laughs> I I'm flabbergasted by the entire story. I I love the fact that he tried to big time you. I I can tell you haven't been in this this uh-huh. town for a whole long, but this is a normal thing that this happens. Is, this here. is a normal thing that happens. And, and then you see, I was born <laughs> just just tremendous. Uh-huh. Then he he got up and and uh, left, and I continued drinking my beer because what else was I going to do? Yeah, I probably ordered another one. Yeah, um, you should. Did you tell the bartender about it? No, what what am I gonna say to the bartender? Be hey, like, this weird guy did this weird thing and then didn't hurt me, but just left me with a lot of questions. You might want to just like keep an eye out for him. I don't know, man. Um, I love. I'm sorry. I just love the fact that he's like, well, clearly you're not. You haven't been here very long. What in the world? Now, if he could have helped set me up with an attractive blonde woman. Maybe I would have taken that up because that's what Jeff does. It's he true. <laughs> swaps shirts with Abed. Britta walks up to Jeff, who is now wearing Abed's shirt, a very different style than what Jeff was just wearing. Yeah, Jeff was wearing a button up and now he's wearing a like V neck that's like bright green stripes. Yeah, exactly. And 
Jeff is like, hey, what are the odds? Uh, you know, and he holds up his card that says Casa and and, uh, you know, he's like, we can, you know, do uh, we can do our assignment, you know, drinks, dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I did trade cards. And she holds up one that has a, a picture of a toilet on it. And then uh, we find out that she traded cards with Pierce, who now has the, the house picture. And he comes up saying, what are the odds? We go to the library. Pierce is giving an entire speech to Jeff uh, about what it's like working in the moist towelette business. It's it's a hard, dry, large business. Mm-hmm. And the exact opposite of moist towelettes. Exactly. And... Uh, he also goes on to say that he's been married seven times but has never had kids, not because he's sterile, but in fact the opposite, because he has a rare condition called hypervirility. The sperm shoots right through the egg like bullets. Uh, Jeff doesn't believe it, but he believes that Pierce does, and that's good enough. Jeff, in this conversation, is continually trying to get them back to the, let's do the work. Right. Um, this is when Pierce pulls out Hemingway's Lemonade. It is just a big bottle of scotch. Yep. I believe it looked like Glenlivet, but I couldn't see the bottle very well. Excellent. Um, I need to know what scotches are happening. Oh, I understand. I'm glad that you had it. I was not going to have that. It is a a totally full um, bottle of scotch. He pours a couple of glasses and toasts to the empowerage of words. And the irony of that sentence. And then Jeff is still trying to get out of this whole thing. Um mm. Which is understandable. He is paired up with somebody who gave an entire speech about sperm through shooting through eggs like bullets. With l- apparently little provocation. I would at least ask for the scotch first. Well, I I'm, don't think that I'm Jeff willing, knew about the scotch I'm willing before that speech. to put up with a little bit of an old man talking about hypervirility if I get a free glass of scotch out of it. But you want the scotch first. I want the scotch first. So how does that conversation go, Ben? Son, I'd like to talk to you about a rare condition I have with my sperm. Do you have any scotch? Oh, I of course. It's Hemingway's Lemonade. See, there you go. It's easy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. When, I, I see that. Uh-huh. But, but I will be fair. The the character played by me, the, the old man talking about his sperm, definitely gave you an on-ramp to that situation. I don't think Pierce gave that same on-ramp to Jeff. Yeah, no, it's true. He just, he went right into it. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta shoot your shot. Like a sperm through an egg. Jeff is trying to get out of this, and he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was gonna go try to, like, hook up with Britta or whatever. Pierce is like, all you need to know about Britta is her name. What is she, a water filter? It's an s- incredibly self-aware joke mm-hmm. uh, to to put in the television show. So when I was in elementary school, okay, this girl I knew down at the end of our block, uh, her mom had another kid and named the new daughter Britta. And at the time, we were all like, "What? Like at like the water filter? Like what? Like I had never heard sure anybody named Britta before." And then this show happened, and I was like. Is it like a real name? Do people actually get the name Britta? I don't know. Do you, Have you met any further Brittas? I'm going to go use one of my favorite websites it, ever. Um, is it Google? 
Or is it babynames.biz? I am contractually obligated by the fact that Google owns all of my data to say, yes, I love Google all the time forever. That's, that's fair. No, it's a website called babynamewizard.com. I like the wizard ad- addition to it. Like, you add wizard to anything, and it's you know it's going to be good. It should have been googlewizard.com. I'm waiting for my royalty check for googlewizard.com. There appears to be no Brita uh, listed anywhere on the charts on this site. and only pulls up Brittany, because Brita is part of Brittany. Sure, and I could see that being a weird shortening of it. So yeah, I think it's just... The girl at the end of my block when I was in elementary school and Britta Perry on Community. And this show. That's it. There you go. Pierce also does indicate that Britta is ugly. Yeah. Which is a, which is a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is when Jeff downs it. Just that scotch going right down the gullet. It's true. This is why you start with the scotch while he's talking about his sperm. Because then you have a chance to really savor the Mm -hmm. scotch. When he moves on to just bad-mouthing the woman that you are sexually attracted to... Sure. ...and you have to down it, you don't get the good flavors of that scotch. It's true. It's all, Welcome to Ben's Scotch Corner. I have nothing else to add. I'm doing dry January. Uh, so... <laughs> I am like, and, I can and go for some scotch right now. When people are listening to this in not dry February, <laughs> you could be like, oh, look, Ben was doing dry January. Um, I do like that Jeff is like trying to get down, keep keeps trying to get to the conversation. And Pierce is like, what are you doing? We have to brainstorm story ideas. He draws a circle on the board, which is similar to Dan Harmon's uh, writing circle, the creator of this show, and asks, now we have to ask ourselves, what is a story? We did get through the entire first episode without mentioning it's a show created by Dan Harmon, which I think sort of magical in its own way. Yeah, that's true. I, I did pull up the story, like the shortened story circle, if you'd like me to read it off. Please do. Okay, so it, it kind of gets broken into eight sections. Uh, that's why it's a, it's, it's a wheel that you cut in eight. Uh, a character is in a zone of comfort, but they want something. They enter an unfamiliar situation, adapt to it, get what they wanted, pay a heavy price for it, then return to their familiar situation having changed. And that is the story circle that Dan Harmon... Okay. Yeah, Jeff just keeps trying to get out of this, and Pierce has pages and pages and pages, and he's just, like, super into all of this. I think my only real note is Pierce is way too into it, so you did a lot more research than I did. (laughs) Maybe I'm too into this podcast. Outside at the rally for uh, Guatemalan journalists, Mm -hmm. Shirley is selling brownies, and she's like... If you like that brownie, you're going to really hate what's going on in Guatemala. I like how those two things are connected in any way. They, They're also t-shirts. Just the picture of the... The whole dang thing is really tacky. You apparently agree with Britta. It, it's it's definitely like it's a, a like three times as tacky as possibly like would be like the known extreme of where it would be in real life to be cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Because this is the the juxtaposition again between this this thing that should be protested and yet we're doing it as if it's like a sorority party. Right. It's hilarious to me. So Shirley and Annie are planning a speechless protest where everyone is going to get together and put tape over their mouths and do a candlelight vigil, you know, like the lesbians on TV do. Mm-hmm. And 
Britta is really mad about it because this is not how you do a protest. Uh, she gets really mad when hip hop starts playing and people are breakdancing and Britta goes to turn off the music and says, Starburns, no. Starburns is back. <laughs> she calls the whole thing tacky and lame. and Sounding a lot like Ben there. Uh-huh. I do have a theory that everyone is the combination of two community characters. And we're here. Uh-huh. I knew we would get here someday. I mean, you're comparing me to Britta, and I do feel like it's important that I note that my two community characters are Abed and Britta. Sure. I'm so, just saying, like, you and Britta had a similar thought here. We we will get more into this theory later. I feel like it's a little too early to get into the the nuts and bolts of this theory. That's fair. A lot of our characters haven't really blossomed as much as they It's did. true. I think they Annie can. has had, like... A total of three minutes of screen time. Yeah, she needs to get more screen time before you really know what Annie's all about. Annie and Shirley are like, are you saying we're not allowed to protest? You sound like Guatemala. Uh, Shirley points out that Britta wants to be special with all these fringe politic things, but doesn't really want to do anything. And Britta's like, no, 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 I I did. I I, don't don't do anything. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah, she gets real called out on it. Which I feel like Shirley's good for that. Yes, this like is she, this is why you need a Shirley in a group because Shirley is going to call people. Britta's going to call people out, and then it's not going to have any effect. Shirley is yeah. going to call people out, and you're going to feel bad. You're, you're going to feel bad about it for like a week. It's true. Mm-hmm. She's good at it. Uh, I mean, I think that's also because you know, like Shirley's had experience uh, doing that because she is a, a mother. Mm-hmm. So there's also that. Yeah, Britta asks what she can do to help, and they say, well, you can help us hang the the pinata, which is a pinata of the the journalist uh, who was beaten to death. That's where they got the idea. Britta is kind of objecting to it uh-huh. a little bit. Like, but that, guys... That, that is... That's the cartoonish level of this community episode. Uh, yeah, so back in the library... They're diving deep into this story. And into the scotch. Most of this bottle of scotch is gone. Sure. They don't make a big deal of it. But if you look, that bottle of scotch is down to about a quarter of it left. Maybe less. They have gone real hard in it. Um, I do like the idea that you're you're saying they ha- don't make a big deal of it, but they kind of do in just a few minutes. Jeff is looking over all these pages of notes and he's like, Look, all we were supposed to do is just do five phrases, and somehow we ended up with this thing that's huge and a little homophobic and is strangely and really gratuitously critical of Israel. It's such a... It, yeah, it, it it's very confusing. I don't... I love the fact that they've gone down on this weird rabbit hole on the five phrases assignment. Um, also, Jeff says... You know, it's two conquistadors, which would probably be dose because it is a Spanish class, and it doesn't include the five phrases required to, so that I can get a passing grade in this. At this point, Troy and Abed come into the class, uh, into the library, and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" Uh, Abed is definitely wearing Jeff's shirt right mm-hmm. now, which hundred percent wearing Jeff's I shirt. I love. It's very good. It's a good piece of continuity. Um, and then. Uh, Jeff is like, we're doing our Spanish assignment. Like, oh, good idea. We should do that. And then they just do a quick like, hola, me llamo Troy. Hola, me llamo Abed. Donde esta la biblioteca? La biblioteca está en la ciudad. I did it bad, but you know. uh It's fine. Spanish, you're you're not on. I'm not on on Spanish trial here. 
Uh, I'm not a Spanish genius. As la verdad. See. Si. <laughs> um, uh, so, meanwhile, so they're, they're going off to Brita, what they call Brita's protest, even though she didn't really have yeah. anything to do with it. Um, I do like how Pierce calls them hacks and is like, okay, we need to get down to the ending of act two. <laughs> uh, Jeff, hearing that Britta is caring about a thing, he decides to, quote, bail on the sausage fest. Yeah, he grabs all the papers and says, we're going to put this in a museum for crazy people. And then we're going to memorize five phrases tomorrow before class. And says, the woman I kind of like is out there in the moonlight caring about something stupid. And he says that he's going to go pretend to care about that stupid thing to be with her. That certainly, the way he's phrased, that certainly won't come back to bite him in the butt. So out at the rally, everyone is there with duct tape on their mouths. Um, there's a uh, guy holding a death equals silence protest sign and Jeff pays him for it and sidles up next to Britta holding the sign and Britta actually has a, a moment of humility here where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I was a little harsh and I'm not perfect. Uh, uh, Jeff says that I am. So I could show you the ropes. And in the middle of this silent protest, which they are definitely talking through, but at Good. least they're being quiet about it. They're, they're being quiet about it. Speaking of not being quiet about it. Pierce shows up. Blind, stinking drunk. Mm-hmm. Spe- speaking of. He's got the scotch in his hand. He yells about Jeff and at Jeff and yells in general. Yeah, there's a lot of yelling in general. Uh, we do a quick cutaway to Abed pointing out that conflicts like this will bring everyone together as an unlikely family. Classic Abed. Through all this, I don't remember the whole speech, which is fine. I don't want to. The things that are important... <laughs> look, you'll, you will get through life better if you... Stop paying attention Stop to Pierce paying Hawthorne. Attention to Pierce Hawthorne. Exactly. Life life hacks. Ignore baby boomers in general. Life hacks. <laughs> life hacks. <laughs> <laughs> the the important parts of this is that Pierce says that Jeff claimed he was only going to go pretend to care about this to try to get in mm-hmm. Britta's pants, his words. Uh, and also he goes to punch Jeff. But his sleeve catches on fire on one of the candles, mm-hmm. and so now he's running around with his arm on fire. Uh, he ends up jumping in the fountain. So everything's fine. Everything's fine. He does yell, I don't want to die! Which, you know, big mood. The next day, in Spanish class, first of all, the protest made the paper. Mostly a, it, the article was about Pierce, but it was Mostly mentioned... About Pierce. It was mentioned that it was at a rally for Guatemala. Um, and as Shirley points out, that's a real damn paper. There's a Marmaduke in there and everything. Uh, which I it's like a how... a real paper, not I, a school paper. I like how a Marmaduke is the, like, dividing line. And then next they hear uh, one of them. I don't remember which one. Um, I think Annie. Annie says uh, that she just heard about uh, some ethnic cleansing in Burma and Shirley gets excited. She's like, Ooh, I'll fire up the brownies. Gotta have the brownies. If you're going to protest. Jeff gives Britta another card. Uh, She's like, I, I, I get it. It's Garfield wishing me a happy Arbor day for a new start. I don't remember what it actually. Uh, it's the card is for secretary's day. And it means he's sorry about crashing the protest with Pierce. I had a cat 
meowing at me for attention the whole last part of this. So my notes are bad, but... (laughs) Well, I mean, there's good reason for it. They do all rag on Pierce quite a bit. Annie says something about how, like, she used to work at a nursing home and she's seen the signs of dementia. And last night she saw it again. And Britta's like, yeah, but you know what he did that's really crazy? He offered me $100 to switch cards so he could be a partner with Jeff. And I think he did it because he's lonely and, and wants some sort of family. Mm-hmm. He, he spent his whole life looking out for himself and he traded all for a shot for some kind of family. And that being partners with Jeff could, could gain him some respect in the group. Uh, Chang and, and Pierce come in and Pierce will be presenting his conversation alone after talking about it with Chang. And Jeff will be getting a C. I do like how Chang says that the reasons were there was some arguments, some betrayals, Mm -hmm. like he's just announcing this to the whole class that there was betrayal. I love it. I do like how Jeff is like, you know, I I don't mind if you don't want to be a friend with me, but we've built something and we're going to do it together. So they do the whole thing. And Uh, Chang is initially confused because... (laughs) Hey, why are there costumes? This is a short conversation. They're not supposed to take your breath away. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. Uh, And then we get our first montage. It's true. So we get a montage of this performance. Uh, Again, I had a cat on me, so I really Uh wasn't taking many notes. Uh, At one point, uh, Pierce is is waving an Israeli flag. uh Uh-huh. Um, There's and, a lot of like they're robots firing at each other. Uh-huh. At one they, point. they 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 capture Annie. Annie a- yeah, they take Annie hostage at one point, uh, and she's dressed up like a Native American. Um, and they're paddling a boat. It's I'm very, it's, it's a, all confusing. It's a whole thing. Um, the it's all to what Shazam tells me is the song "Wise Up" by Amy Mann. Excellent. As this is going on, everybody we get shots of most most of the people. Uh, watching this and they're all horrified or confused or concerned except for Abed who is kind of digging it. I will say that while this is absolutely ridiculous, I bet this was hella fun to film. It looked hella like fun to dancing film. Yeah. around in weird costumes and robots and shooting silly string and mm-hmm. sparklers which you never want to combine because silly string is flammable. Good there to are know. videos on YouTube. Don't do it. Um, Watch those videos on YouTube. Uh, don't do it in real life though so but it does look like a ton of fun filming that like i bet that was a good day on set i bet it was Uh, they finish and abed is it gives them an applause uh chang gives one of them an f and the other one an f minus so later as they're leaving class um britta is actually pretty impressed because you know it took some real guts to to do that for pierce yeah it was a really selfless act and uh Jeff is like, well, what if I only did it to try to get another shot with you? Britta points out that no woman in that classroom is going to consider him a sexually viable candidate ever again. Yeah, that's a good, good point by Britta. Yeah, it's a good point by (laughs) Britta. Let's see how it holds up. So she walks away all sexy-like, and he is just like, damn. He doesn't say anything. That's my interpretation. You're interpreting his face. He he gives a face, and that face is like damn uh pierce then gives him a few notes about actually a thing that he does with his face when he's trying to be funny that makes everybody that may what is it he makes everyone think about how cool he wants to be or something like that i don't know i didn't again i i'm ignoring what pierce says because (laughs) i'm taking my own advice 
I'm ignoring all boomers. I'm just trying to report the facts, Ben. <laughs> we do get our first um, post credits yeah. or credit sequence. I think they're. Um, uh, I, th- I think they've called it a tag before. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, they. Uh, it felt kind of weird not having one in the first episode. Yeah, because well, I mean, we're also used to watching all right. them all. So um, because usually they do have them. This is, of course, the. Uh, very famous Donde Esta La Biblioteca rap, mm. which... La Araña Discoteca. I feel like it is It is interesting to me that such an iconic piece of community comes in the very second episode. Yeah, I'm, I was a little surprised this time. Because too. every time I've done a rewatch, I'm like, I, I expect it to be like middle of season one. Right. Where, you know, they've they've kind of gotten their chops a little stuff. bit. You know, they've they've really laid a lot of groundwork because that's when I think you get a lot of those memes that boil up out of a show. Right. And so it it just kind of blows my mind that like right here out the gate, they're just like doing this thing that it lives on as a, a very big piece of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very good rap. I'm not going to do the whole thing because uh, in our Patreon uh, exclusive, you can hear me trying to beatbox and it did not work very it well. It did not. That is the that is the end of the episode, uh, and that means that it is time for grades. I like this episode a lot. Okay. Um, again, kind of like we said last week, I think Community comes out of the gate pretty on top of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like a lot of shows there's sort of a like, well, you have to get through season one. Right. Parks and Recreation, one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. You have to get through season one right. or even just skip it. It's six episodes, right. whatever. Um, it takes some time. Um, most of my favorite shows, it's like, okay, well, season one is good. Season two is great. Like it takes that time. Community is already hitting some really great notes. I do feel like we are still not getting much out of most of the other characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still just like Jeff trying to hook up with Britta, Britta being Britta, uh, Pierce being Pierce. Right. And Abed slipping things in from time to time. Right. So, you know, I would like some more from them, but I, I don't think that those characters are quite short up enough Sure. Um, but otherwise, I think, you know, right out of the gate, it's another solid episode of Community. I mean, I I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. I'm going to give it an A-. Okay. Um, because honestly, like, I mean, between Ken Jong and the whole montage of, of them doing this performance... Um, <laughs> I mean, those those two moments in and of themselves are just phenomenal. And then you get the Donde Estela yeah. Biblioteca rap at the end. Like, it's it's a classic community, like, right out of the gate. And I love it. And I'm here for it. Uh, so, yeah, A- minus for me. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of disagreements with you there. I do absolutely agree that community came out of the gate knowing what it was. Um, and and it, it did a really smart thing, I think, of knowing what it is, but letting you in slowly. Yeah, I um, think I think that tracks, and that kind of leads to we know. I, I I feel like the writers knew who who each character was, but this is you know this is a a 
uh, a showcase for Jeff and Pierce to create their interaction style. We created that for Britta in the first episode. Now it's now it's uh, Pierce, and then we can go on to other characters and do this. And I think because they know who each character is without like trying to figure it out, like they've already done all that legwork, you can jump out of the gate knowing exactly these are these characters. This is the ridiculous th- things that happen in the world that we're building. Let's just go. And I and I think I think you can see that in the protest too, because these three characters are kind of miss understanding each other mm-hmm. in a comedic way to have this weird juxtaposition between these, this really heinous thing that they're protesting and then the, the hilarious way that they're protesting it. Um, and I think that that is also some of the uh, genius of community of doing those juxtapositions when they make sense. And then also doing the straighter stories like straight as in like just straightforward. Right. The story that is between Jeff and Britta and, and Pierce. I think it's, it's really well done. Um, I have no disagreements with you, and I think an A- minus is a pretty good grade for this. Excellent. We would like to know what you think about this episode and all the other stuff about Community thus far. I mean, it's I know it's only two episodes, but we want to hear about what you think. We want to see your pictures of... Uh, your, bur- your, your burns of stars. Uh-huh, your uh, star-shaped sideburns. Um, send us those pictures, because we, we would love to see those. We need them. Uh, you can contact us a lot of ways, and all of those ways are going to be listed for you right there on goodmorninggreendale.com, because we were smart and bought the domain. We did Just- it. <laughs> we finally got a smart thing. Uh, and you can tweet at us at goodgreendale and so on and so forth. One thing I did want to talk a little bit more about this week is our Patreon. So last week we did mention... Uh, those folks who have sort of rolled over from mm-hmm. our last podcast. But what does our Patreon give to you? Well, uh, at the $3 and up level, we post occasional... Um, I mean, it's, it ended up being weekly by the by mm-hmm. the end of it. Well, we, um, we ended up doing a whole lot of goof-em-ups. So we, we usually record some uh, a little bit of banter before we get into recording just kind of warm up and mm-hmm. and let off some steam and generally be weird and now um, you get to listen to it at three dollars a month it is maybe the worst thing you'll ever pay for maybe the greatest who knows it's i don't up even to know you <laughs> uh and we also have a discord server that um uh you know it's mostly dead <laughs> It does not see a lot of action. You're doing a great sell job here. I'm but very proud of you. If you want to hang out and talk about community, um, you know, you can reinvigorate that mostly dead. Come save <laughs> our Discord. We need you. Um, that's at the $3, $3 level also. At the $5 level, we do, once a month, a live recording Um that's through that same discord channel we talk in real time you can chat with us as we record they're Um, always a ton of fun it is some of my favorite recording times ever uh doing uh podcasts Mm -hmm. just simply wonderful those live recordings happen at 6 p.m on uh tuesday nights uh 6 p.m pacific pacific time uh i know that's not doable for everybody. So we do also put the the raw, unedited live recordings on the Patreon after the fact. 
uh, so you can still listen to them. Mm-hmm. All all the times we make mistakes and swear and oh yeah, all those raunchy times. Those raunchy times are yours for the listening. And at the ten dollar and up, um, which does have limited space, uh, once a month you can send us uh, an ad to play either talk something up you love or just say hi make everyone listen to a ludicrous thing within reason um <laughs> i like how we're we're establishing limits you it's important to boundaries. establish boundaries um <laughs> and yeah you can find all of that um there's a link to our patreon on goodmorninggreendale.com so find us there uh if you would like to support us if not the rest of this podcast the normal podcast none of that bonus stuff but this normal stuff Always free, baby. Always free. And you come to the end of these episodes. Uh, we love you. Uh, we love you regardless of whether or not you give us money. Uh, we, we just are so thankful that you listen to us doing this weird goof up nonsense. And until next week, I think that's all we've got. I think so. I think that's the end of the announcements. What was our... Oh, yeah. We, we wish you luck was the... <laughs> I forgot. No, I wish you luck. Uh, because that's what the Dean says. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, so until next week, I'm Ben and I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.